In this episode, we're talking about leading, planning, and showing up during times of uncertainty. My name's Lou Blazer. You're listening to Second Breaks. This is episode 124. Well, hello, hello. It's March 31st, 2020, as I record this episode. And I don't know, I feel like I... Um, I feel like it's important to timestamp these episodes, you know, because it's a weird time we're in right now. The situation sucks, really. There's there's no two ways about it. We are collectively feeling anxious about our own health, the health of our loved ones, our financial situation right now, in the future, and just, you know financial, economic situation at the micro level and also big picture level, right? So it's just all around weird. The thing is, we are all, wherever we live right now, whatever it is that we do for a living, we are all collectively feeling the same way, which is such a, I think it's a unique experience from that perspective. Um, this this uh, this thing that we're experiencing um, applies across the board, no matter where we are, no matter where we live, no matter what we do for a living. So that's why I mentioned in last week's episode that I am going to be focusing this season of the podcast on the topic of career continuity and resilience. I want to make sure that we're talking about topics that are relevant for the times that we're in. So I'm developing this season sort of on the fly, just in time. So uh, three things that I want to ask of you. Thing number one, if you have questions or specific concerns about career continuity and resilience, send me an email, lou at secondbreaks.com. And I'll try my best to address those questions in future episodes, either by finding the right source of information or the right guest to speak on topic, or at the very least, I'm going to share what I've learned or experienced that may be relevant to that particular question. Uh, Thing number two, this season, I'm going to be bringing in guests who can help us analyze our options see opportunities, help us with our mindset, which is so, so critical, so important for us to get a handle on during these crazy times. And the best way to not miss any of the episodes, um, the season, is to subscribe to the podcast using whatever app it is that you're using right now to listen to this episode. Or if you happen to be listening to this on the website, right below the audio player, um, or is it above the audio player? Anyway, around wherever the audio player is are options for podcast apps that you can use um, depending on what mobile device you use. And then thing number three, please share the podcast with your colleagues or people in your network who could benefit from what we're going to be covering this season. Okay, so let's um, let's talk about what we're going to be talking about today. I don't know about you, I don't know if you feel the same way I do, but one of the things I'm finding really helpful these days is to learn about what my mentors or people I admire are doing. Like, how are they processing this moment? What's top of their minds? How are they going about things during these uncertain times? And the person that I immediately thought of is Tara McMullen. I consider Tara one of my mentors from afar. Now, we do know each other. Uh, I am part of the community that she leads, the What Works Network. We're friends, and I also consider her one of my role models. So, of course, I want to know what she's doing, how she's navigating what we're all going through. 
Tara is many things. She's a business owner. She's an employer. She's a community leader, and she's also a vocal leader in the small business industry. Not to mention, she's a wife and a mom too. So she's got all kinds of different perspective into this collective experience that we're <laughs> we're having right now. So I asked her all the questions, like what kind of conversations is she having with her employers and her team members? How is she showing up as a leader? What planning looks like for her these days, and also. Uh, what she's learning about herself and about how to run her businesses. If you run a business today, whether it's a side hustle or a full time thing, I think you're gonna get a lot out of this episode. And if you're not a business owner, if you're employed, whether you're employed in a large organization or a small company, I think this episode is going to be super relevant for you as well because much of what Tara. Talks about are about habits and practices. She mentions, for example, that one of the things that's really helping her navigate today is the self work that she has done over the last couple of years. And I personally am always thinking about you know better habits that I can cultivate. And I think now is as good a time as any to build new ones, right? Better ones, strong ones, right? So. There's this part of our conversation, for example, where she talked about planning during times of uncertainty, and I think that section alone is so helpful and so relevant. It doesn't matter what you do for a living; it's just so relevant for the times. So let me step out of the way and transition to my chat with Tara McMullen. I'll catch up with you at the back end. So Tara, clearly we are in uncharted territories at the moment. Dealing with uncertainty is what we all are having to do right now, no matter what we're doing for our career. You are a business owner, you are an employer, and、uh, you're also one of the leaders in the small business community, small business universe. So let's start first with your role as a business owner and your responsibility as a as an employer. Um, how are you processing what's happening? What's top of mind, and what's what's most urgent? Oh man, what is most urgent? That's that is the question, isn't it?、Um, everything feels pretty urgent right now, but、um, from my vantage point,、um, and I have to say, I think I personally have not taken a lot of time to process yet. Um, so I will just be a hundred percent upfront about that. I've been thinking nonstop. I have been re,、uh, responding nonstop, but、um, in terms of taking time and space to personally process, I really I have not gotten there yet. And I mean, I think that that's because of the things that you just mentioned. I am a business owner, I'm an employer, and I'm a leader in the small business community. And so, my role and what feels most urgent to me right now is supporting the people who look to me for guidance.、Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Even though, like you said, we don't know what's happening, we don't know what's going to come tomorrow, let alone a few weeks or a few months from now.、Um, my job is to show up, to hold space, to check in with people, to ask how it, it's going,、um, and when 
reasonable and relevant to provide information and guidance and ideas for people to start thinking about what might come next. So the way I've been spending the last week to 10 days is really in that space of just showing up, trying to be of service, asking people what they need and doing my best to provide that and to anticipate it as well as best I can. So that is that's what feels most urgent to me. I'm in a really good position personally with the two companies that I run where we've um, built business models that are not easily um, toppled by fast change and we're providing services that people really need right now. So um, I think partially because I feel like I'm in a good position personally and business-wise, I feel a great responsibility to make myself and my uh, – to make myself available for people who are looking for leadership and conversation and space and, and um, you know, just the chance to process themselves. So – that's that's where my my energy is right now. So you are you've always been one of the values of your company is transparency and candid conversation. So obviously or not obviously, but I would assume that um, that extends to what's happening right now in terms of the kinds of conversations that you're having with your employees and your contractors, the people that you work with, in terms of being just transparent about the state of the business and how are you having to to address um tough conversations right now we haven't been no i mean <laughs> i am so freaking grateful that we've spent three long hard years building what we have today. And what we have today is it's not like it's an insanely profitable business. I have run much more profitable business models before. But um, what we do have is a very stable business model. And our employees know that. Our team members know that. Um, and so in terms of the systems of the business and the foundation of the business, we're largely running businesses as, as usual. But what business as usual means for us is that we have um, – really an amazing amount of untapped capacity at any point in time. And so while I'm not having to have yet, maybe, I don't know, tough conversations with our team members um, and and not really having to update them as to the state of the business, because the state of the business really hasn't changed at this point, um, what we are doing is finding ways to make use of the capacity that we have. So a lot of the conversations that we're having internally it are um, where can we step up? Um, and so, again, it's, a, it's an incredible privilege to be able to have those kinds of conversations instead of the other kinds of conversations. Uh, but those, that's, what, that's what we're talking about internally right now. And we've had to make some some pivots in terms of just like logistical things that we're doing. For instance, we were supposed to be taking a mastermind uh, group on retreat next week in Palm Springs. Um, and of course, we're all devastated that we can't do that. But we're also, um, again, it's a great privilege to be able to bring it online and to have those clients completely understand and be patient with us 
we make those changes. And again, we have the capacity to do it. We know how to run events online, right? We we have those capabilities. We have that capacity. Um, and so it's just a matter of like, hmm, what's the what could this look like? I don't know, but we're going to figure it out and we've, we've got a plan. And, and just so kind of shifting things on the fly, but doing so from a really, really stable base. Along those lines, you, I've known you as a planner. <laughs> I think you are a planner, right? And so um, how, what's planning like, like right now look for you? I mean, yeah, that's a great question. So I am a planner and I'm also a planner who loves to fly by the seat of my pants. So again, how do you maintain those two things? I don't know, but okay. <laughs> I think that planning allows me to be more spontaneous, right? And that's, I would have said that for years, years and years, having a plan, knowing, for instance, where my revenue is going to come from 12 months from now means that if I have an idea or there's something exciting or an opportunity that comes my way, I can, like, I, I see it in the greater context of the plan. Um, and so again, I think that particular skill set or that particular, like, mode of operating um, makes this time easier. W largely looking forward, you know, at our 12-month plan, it hasn't changed a whole lot yet. Um, but at the same time, we're seeing opportunities that we're maybe moving around on our 12-month plan. So for instance, like this summer, we had planned that we were going to build a, a microsite out on building communities online and helping people build tools for that or building tools to help people do that. That's probably something we need to move up, right? Like that's something people need now, not in July. Um, they'll need it in July too, but they need it now. Um, so, you know, looking at that as like, okay, how can how can we start moving that up? How can we start getting closer to being able to have something to give people um, uh, in 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 that way? So, from a more kind of philosophical or like. Yeah, from a more philosophical perspective, how am I approaching planning right now? I am in a place where I personally don't have to do a ton of planning, again, because things are fairly stable. Uh, we have a plan that is largely unchanged. However, I'm in a position where I'm guiding a lot of planning right now. Uh, so just this week, we had a, a quarterly planning session planned for our mastermind groups that we run. And so every quarter we get together for a few hours. Um, I facilitate uh, some some planning, uh, you know, and we talk through like, what do you want to accomplish this quarter? How are you going to do that? What tasks do you need to complete? How can we support you? And, you know, when I realized that it was on my calendar for this week, and I think I realized it like literally the day before, I was like, oh, crap, <laughs> what is that going to look like? Um, and people basically are showing up to this thing like deer in the headlights. Like, I don't I want to be here. I know I need to be here. I have no idea what I'm going to do for the next two and a half hours while we're supposed to be, quote unquote, planning for things. Um so the way I approached that session and the way I'm kind of guiding people to approach planning right now is that 
the plan is not the important part, right? We, when we think about planning, we fixate on then having a plan. I know what I want to accomplish. I know how I'm going to do it. Here's the timeline. Here's the order of steps that I'm going to take. And then I'm going to work that plan. That's not realistic right now, right? Because we can't know what we want to accomplish three, three months from now. We can't know what steps we're going to be able to take to, to make that happen. So instead, we're looking at what does the practice of planning look like? What is the practice of stepping back, asking questions, making space, getting creative, thinking through options, and just that practice of space making and question asking and plan making can be enough to either center you if you've been responding really frenetically, as I have been, <laughs> to the crisis, or it can be enough to get you moving if you're ready to move and you've been kind of hunkered down and, and you know, circling the wagons and all of that. Um, and it doesn't have to, like I said, it doesn't have to be the end result that you're focused on. It doesn't have to be the plan that you're making. It can just be the practice of planning. It can be the the habit of taking stock, of analyzing, of um, setting some priorities for the day, for the week, right? Um, we don't have to make a plan for the next 12 months. We don't need to make a plan for the next 12 weeks, but taking time to practice planning, to practice uh, thinking things through, I think is a very grounding activity right now. And it's also a really productive and effective activity, no matter where you end up at the end of it. It certainly is better than just going into a spiral about what's going on. And I totally agree with everything that you said. Uh, the challenge for me is when I when I ask the questions in and I don't have answers, there's this thing in the pit of my stomach that goes, I have to sit with this, this question that isn't answered for a bit. And I think that's just the way it is. You know, I think you we kind of started off this conversation around the idea that Things are uncertain and things are changing constantly right now. And the reality is that things are always uncertain and things are always changing That's all the true. time. We just think that we know. Exactly. We think we know. We think we're fine. We think things are stable. It's it's like um, we have this conversation in sort of small business entrepreneurship world all the time, especially around like people wanting to leave, say, corporate America and go out on their own. Um, and people worry about the risk of starting mm. a small business. And, you know, is it going to, you know, what what happens if? And the, uh, there's this um, false belief that their job is somehow stable. This is 2020. Nobody's mm -hmm. job is stable. Mm -hmm. And not just because it's 2020. That was true in 2019, 2018. It was true in, even when the economy was good before 2008. Your job wasn't secure. Jobs aren't secure. They're no more yeah. secure than a small business. Um, and so, yeah. And so it's this idea that whatever we have now, like feels stable. It feels unchanging. But the truth is anything can change at any time. And so I think that asking questions that don't have answers and sitting with that 
and living with it is part of life. <laughs> and I, I mean, I, I don't, no one needs like tough advice right now, right? Like no one needs tough talk. And, <laughs> you know, I think that the practice of asking questions that don't have answers is a growth practice. And, and that's, I mean, that's an, that's an important part of life regardless, but it's definitely an important part of life right now. Absolutely. I was thinking to myself after I heard you actually, I had the benefit of hearing you talk about uh, the same sort of thing the other day, or was it yesterday? And I, and when we hung up, I said, if this is the one lesson that I learned for myself personally, this habit of just asking and being comfortable with not knowing any answers and just asking, ask the question and just the question has been asked and just let it be is is one lesson that I will benefit from. And I will be glad that I've learned that lesson. Unfortunately, in it has to be this way, but I will be glad that I would have learned that lesson. Yeah. So Articulating questions are part of the process of finding answers. And so if you don't let yourself articulate the question, you'll never find the answer. And I think people get stuck on that. They won't ask the question because they, because they don't know the answer. It's like, no, you've got to ask question to be able to have an answer. That is true. That is true. Exactly. So, yeah. There's, um, you know, I think for a lot of people who use movement, physical movement as um, like they're part of their processing time. Um, one thing a lot of people will do is ask a question before they go on a walk or on a run. And so they ask it and then it, let it go. You ask it and then you let it go and you go and you do your physical movement. And God, seriously, like nine times out of 10, by the time you get home, <laughs> you have an answer to the question. You weren't even thinking about it. It just it just hits you. But you have to articulate the question in order to allow for the space to, to for the answer to make itself known. We're going to get back to Tara in a second. I just want to tell you a little bit about the Second Breaks newsletter. I publish a curated weekly newsletter, which just like this podcast is focused on information that's going to help you frame your next steps and insights that can inform how you move forward. None of us have been in this situation before, right? And we could use some guidance in how best to proceed. But the issue is... If we were swimming and drowning with information and data before, it's even worse now. And it's getting harder and harder to find the signal from all the noise. So this is the space where the Second Breaks newsletter steps in. And I consider this my most important job right now to do the research and deliver the most relevant and timely and reliable information so you can make the right decisions for yourself and your career. I encourage you to sign up for the newsletter. It's free. You can go to secondbreaks.com forward slash newsletter to sign up. I want to uh, just sort of turn our conversation a little bit, and this time focusing on your role as one of the more outspoken, visible leaders in the small business industry. Now, um, there are a lot of CEOs or a lot of leaders in companies um, that are not maybe choosing to process it publicly. You have. And so I wanted to just um, sort of uh, ask you around what, why did you choose to process what's happening publicly and how are you showing up? 
Yeah. Such a good question. And I'm not sure that I have a good answer other than to say, um, I don't remember what group it was that I was talking with this week, but some you are talking to many, many groups. I'm this talking week, to many you? groups this week, next week, and all of the weeks. Um, but this week, on in one of my groups, some brilliant person who I wish I could credit said that this moment is um, making our own tendencies more clear. So what we are we are going to lean into whatever our natural tendencies are this week. Well, my natural tendencies are to be online and to talk about things and to talk to people online and to show up online. Like my life, I my life changed when I got on the internet for the first time, right? Back in 1992. And I this is this is my this I love being online and talking to people. It's just this is if you would have told me in 1992 or 95 that my life would revolve around talking to people on the internet and that's, that's how I would make money and that's how I could be of service of people, I would have been so freaking excited and I would have done a few other things very differently. But um, yeah, so this this is me. Like, I, It is a choice to process it publicly and at the same time, I can't imagine making any other choice. So I can't necessarily articulate a thought process behind it. Like it wasn't a strategic, this is what I'm going to do to position myself in this moment in time. No, no. I mean, there have been thoughts like that, um, but it's more, I, I very much feel the weight of responsibility of what I've built. And that maybe that sounds bad or like I'm feeling the a burden. I don't feel a burden of responsibility. Um, maybe it's almost more like I'm feeling the support of responsibility. Like we have we have spent this time building this thing that just happens to be perfect for this moment. And I don't even mean like the products that we have. What I mean is the systems that we have, the team that we have, the community that we have. Um, both our paid community and sort of our community at large. And I feel the responsibility of showing up and guiding people who I have been, who I have been saying I've been guiding all along. It's like, no, this is a test now. And I am a damn good test taker, Lou. I'm a damn good test taker. (laughs) And so I'm going to, that's, you know, and I'm now I'm rambling, but that's that's what I feel is is the responsibility of it. It is not an intentional choice to be like, well, I'm going to be the one that people look to for help, and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. It's there are I'm seeing needs and I'm responding to needs, and I have the systems and the platform and the audience and the know how and the team and the community to be able to do it. And what what would I do if I wasn't doing that? Two things there. I was listening to um, the um, special uh, podcast episode that you released um, the other day. And I think you opened it by saying, you know, what works is all about candid conversations. And what other moment is there? I mean, this is the perfect time to be having candid conversations because yeah. this is exactly what we need. And also because... 
I think we are all in the same space. We're all in the I don't know what's happening next week. And so let's have a candid conversation around that. And so it's almost like to your point, you are in you are in the best position to facilitate those. Yeah. And thankfully for all of us, you are there doing that. You know, you know I have, uh, this this may sound very self-centered or I have gotten I have received more expressions of gratitude and thanks in the last seven days than I have probably in the last five years. And yeah, it feels really good. And I I will have to be very careful that I don't just do things to get thank yous. <laughs> um, because as an Enneagram three, uh, that is, again, my tendency uh, is to, to take praise and, and, you know, structure my life around it. But it, it has been really amazing to receive that in a, yeah, it's just, it's, I have received a lot in the last week. So yes, I have given a lot and I have also received a lot. So that's been, that's been an important part of this too. Well, it's funny that you mentioned Enneagram because that was actually my second uh, uh, question or second point, because you had mentioned that in one of your conversations, somebody had said, we will naturally lean on our tendencies. And I am a five, and um, also in the Strengths Finder uh, thing exercise, um, I am what you call um, oh my God! Now I'm forgetting the term, but I'm an information collector. The equivalent, okay. like until like I forget the actual word that they use, but I am an information collector, which is which is um, very much along the lines of a five. Mm-hmm. And and what I noticed is that which is actually sort of a challenge for me as well, is that the moment this thing hits, my craving for data and information, it increased like, I don't know by how much percent. And I find, I know that the number one advice is reduce your news intake. Um, For me, it is uh, leaning to learning about what's happening as in scientifically data or like the actual data specifics and oddly it's what feels um better not better but eases my yeah. mind okay so time out the strengths finder which i was horridly butchering <laughs> is an assessment developed by the gallup organization to help us understand our strengths our unique talent DNA, as they refer to it. When you take the assessment, you're going to get your top five strength themes. And one of my top five is called input. That was the thing that I couldn't remember. So a person with a strengths finder theme of input is inquisitive and curious and always on the lookout for new and interesting information. People with input like me, we seem to want to know about everything. (laughs) And We ask lots of questions. Sometimes people get annoyed as a result. But um, we tend to place high value on all elements of data and information because we think that, or for us, we know that information is a way to build understanding and focus. So combine that with what Tara said about this moment in time sort of makes us lean into our tendencies this very much explains what was happening to me when this thing hit. Yeah, 
I mean, I think there's so much advice out there that is based on people's own particular needs. This is another conversation I had yesterday. Um, Okay, this one I remember and can credit. So Julie Trainer, who is a New Zealander and runs um, a leadership consultancy called Just Lead and a flower picking company called the or flower farm called the Pickery. Anyhow, she's amazing, and she she mentioned on one of our calls, and I know she won't mind me saying this here that um, we are we we have to be careful about projecting onto other people right now. And I think that is so, so, so true. So for some people, reducing news consumption is of utmost importance, but that doesn't mean that it's right for everybody. For some people like me, stepping up, being visible, doing the thing I was made to do is of utmost importance. It is part of how I am coping. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean it's right for everybody. I'm seeing a lot of people say, um, you know, you don't have to be more productive. Uh, forget all of that advice. Uh, stop producing content. Like, that's awesome that that's true for you. It's not true for me. So don't project onto other people what they should or shouldn't be doing. And also in the same, on the flip side of that, acknowledge that your response is valid. So if what makes you feel better is finding out more about how viruses work and how community spread works. And that's great. Do that. If for me, what feels good is showing up on Crowdcast and having fun talking to people about virtual events and podcasting and financial resilience and all the other things I hope to be talking about with people, um, then good. Do that. That's valid. And if hunkering down with your kids and watching Netflix all day feels good, and it's not hurting anyone else, do it. That is also valid. This is, we should not be policing each other right now, unless it's like going to bars or like hanging out on the beach for spring break. Like we can police that. Everything else, let it go. Do your own thing. Focus on, look at look at your own paper. <laughs> One last question before I let you go, because I know you have a very busy day. And I just wanted to say for all the listeners, guys, I asked Tara to come to the show to have this recording yesterday. And so I'm just so, so grateful that she said yes. And this we're recording this first thing in the morning. So thank you. So one last question. Um, I um, In all the readings that I'm doing, so one medical professional actually said that we are in the first round of this bout or like mm-hmm. the first inning or something along those lines. I'm not a sports person, so I can't really be effective in using sports metaphor and should stay away from doing that. But along the same lines, and so obviously we are in the beginning of things. There are so many things that we don't know yet. And, and yet it feels like it's already been a whole year that we're, what we're going through. What, if anything, have you already learned about yourself that you want to apply forward or, or change in the way that you work or you run your business? Great question. Um, one thing that I have learned about myself or that I've reflected on maybe would be a better way to say it is especially over the last year, certainly over the last three years, but really ramped up in the last year is I have been doing a lot of personal work, just, you know, really examining my habits, my stories, my, um, 
my heuristics, my shortcuts, like all of that stuff I've been doing a lot of work on. And I can, like, I feel myself utilizing that work now. And I know that I'm responding now differently than I would have a year ago. And God forbid two years ago, like I would have royally mucked this up two years ago because I would have showed up exactly the same way, but I wouldn't have had space for other people. I wouldn't have been able to say everyone's response is valid. I wouldn't have had, I wouldn't have been able to have an inclusive response and, and hold space inclusively um, over a year ago. And so for me, that's really validated a lot of that work. And I think what I'm learning and seeing too is that there probably is a lot more work to do um, for myself, on myself. And I think I probably need to start seeking out those resources. In terms of the businesses, I haven't... I am recognizing now how many more capabilities we have than we're aware of on any given day. So with a business, you know, we get really caught up in how things operate. So are they operating smoothly and efficiently and effectively? And then also the products and services that we're creating and delivering on a regular basis. And we get really focused on the interplay of those two things. But in any business, there are capabilities beyond, there are things that we know how to do and do well and have skills for and systems for that we don't really think of as valuable in and of themselves. They're only valuable in the context of our own businesses. What I think this moment is making a, uh, clear to me is how many of our capabilities are valuable outside of the context of how we normally deliver on them. And so um, that's one of the opportunities that I'm really looking at now, not just from a revenue generating standpoint, but from a how can we help people standpoint? Um, how can we take those capabilities and match them up with what people need right now? Um, and so that's, and that that goes on both both businesses, both our podcasting business and what works. Um, and so that's something that I'm taking a closer and closer look at. Like right now, I feel like I've gotten the low-hanging fruit done. Like, all right, we know how to build a podcast. Okay, we know how to host live events. We know how to do online community. Those are our low-hanging fruit capabilities that we don't talk about on a regular basis um, and that really only seem valuable in the context of the rest of our business model. But now, now is going to come the work of like digging down through the other layers. What else do we know how to do and how else can I show up around that? And so that's been an interesting learning as well and something uh, just like the personal work will continue into the future and something that I will be more mindful of every day um, through this into the recovery, whatever that looks like in the future. Um, it will be something that I'm more of, more aware of every single day. And I will be eagerly watching and reading and listening to you process all those, I'm sure. Guys, Tara McMullen is the host of this fantastic podcast called What Works Podcast or What Works. And um, there was an episode that was released just, a, you know, five days ago or something like that. It's very timely that discusses uh, a lot of the things that, you know, are top of mind right now. If you're a business owner or if you're thinking of this is the time to 
think of starting a side business or a business, um, it's an excellent episode to listen to. In addition to the podcast, Sarah, where else can people find you? Um, I have been very active on Twitter again. So that's a great place to connect with me. Um, I, there I'm at Tara Gentili still. I never changed it, you know, whatever. Um, I think you can search for me as Tara McMullen though. And then Instagram is the place where I'm always most active, um, and is a great place to connect with me. So I'm at Tara underscore McMullen there. Uh, and, uh, I, I would love to connect with anyone on Instagram. Thank you, Tara, so much. I so appreciate this conversation this morning. Thank you, Lou. Great questions. And uh, I also appreciate the conversation because I need time to process too. (laughs) I hope you found this episode useful for the show notes and all the links. Head on over to secondbreaks.com forward slash podcast. Next week, my guest is Alethea Fitzpatrick. She runs a consultancy on diversity, equity, and inclusion. And we're going to be talking about how we can be better leaders during this time of crisis and how our personal values can be a strength that we can lean on right now. So I want to repeat my three asks from the top of the show. Thing number one, if you have specific questions about career continuity and resilience, send me an email, lou at secondbreaks.com. Thing number two, subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any of the episodes this season. And thing number three, share the podcast with your friends and colleagues who may benefit from the conversations we're having this season. Okie dokie, I'll be back next week. In the meanwhile, be safe, stay home, and continue making your debt, my friend. Cool beans.